I I would love to be the hoe today. Be the hoe today, yes. Fleming. Because I'm okay. So first of all, I'm really glad this episode is in English because this is going to be hands down the most important spikebrettet slash dumbfounded episode ever made. Wow. Okay. And it needs to be available to the most amount of people yeah, I agree. possible. I w- I <laughs> I thought about getting a Chinese translator. For us. <laughs> I know Chinese. Or someone who spoke yeah, I just, Mandarin. I maybe. should just should yeah. I just maybe say it in Chinese while you say it in English? Yeah, yeah. So uh, welcome Hing to Hing Dumbfounded. Hing. Today's uh, theme is about motherfucking chickens, bitch. Motherfucking chickens. <laughs> Fuck yeah. English. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. That's it's the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got. I don't know if you've guessed by now, but I got. I got to choose the theme of today, and I've. Oh. I've chosen the most, perhaps the most important topic, we have yet discussed on this podcast. <laughs> For the fifth time, I think. Yes, <laughs> but today we're we're all in the same boat. That's true. Today it's not just me ranting about chickens. That's, today yeah. you have to rant about chickens. Too. <laughs> I, I I've had to learn about chickens, and I don't really like that. I don't think. I don't feel. No. no, it it hurt me personally to have to learn should, about chickens. I I I can't hear that. I I didn't hear mm-hmm. that. So I want to drop some chicken facts before we begin. Okay. So globally, there are more than nineteen billion chickens. What? Whoa. Yeah. That's it's Let billion. It sink in. Yeah, billion. 19 billion chickens. That's is insane. That like... That's a milliard <laughs> for the Danes. <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't understand, a billion is a milliard. We can and translate. The domesticated chicken has been well established in human society for at least eight thousand years. Well, well. But recent molecular studies have shown that they might have been domesticated as early as 58,000 years ago. But there is no wild chickens. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah there is. If you, I, I've actually... Okay, so I've also had to learn about chickens, right? So um, yeah, the yeah. scientific name for chickens are Gallus Gallus. And if you just search Gallus mm. Gallus, I thought I would get the domesticated chicken. But the domesticated mm. chicken doesn't come up if you just type in Gallus Gallus on Google. Instead, the red jungle fowl comes up. So yeah. the rooster, the, the the bird that we know as a rooster, ah. is actually a jungle fowl, and it actually roosts in, in nests in trees. Isn't that insane? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, but it ma- I guess ah. it makes sense, yeah. so they don't get uh, eaten. I guess so. Yeah, it, the the one uh, the one in, in on the Kellogg's package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is that a Gallus Gallus? Yeah. And uh, yeah. if you if you want the domesticated chickens, the ones the Fleming have, that's um, Gallus Gallus domesticus. Mm. <laughs> Just like oh. a Robin is a Homo sapiens domestic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a I have a love letter to chickens. At my, f- I have I have some fun chicken memories. So I remember my five year old birthday. I had the kindergarten over, 
And right after I've shown everyone my phone collection, we got to go out and see my chickens. And I let the other kids from the kindergarten into my chicken pen. And I faced the chickens fearlessly while the other kids were terrified. I remember the trembling hand of one of the girls grasping mine as I led her to the eggs. She was astonished by my bravery. <laughs> and that's the first time Fleming's ever been sexy. <laughs> and only time. Yeah. When, I, when, I, when I was the only five-year-old kid who wasn't like mortally terrified yeah. by the chickens. And um, I remember later, uh, that same year, uh, my rooster got very aggressive. And I remember being so mad at him that uh, when my grandfather came to slaughter him, I hid. I hid in the bushes so I could see him get decapitated. What? Are you serious? <laughs> because I, yeah, because I hated him so much. Damn. Yeah, these are some of my fun. Yeah, that's a memories. fun chicken memory. Yeah, yeah, and I've basically had chickens ever since. I still, I have seventeen chickens right now. What are your bad chicken memories, Fleming? I don't have any bad chicken memories. Yeah, what about the slaughtering of uh, Crookbeak? We don't talk about Not that. Exactly. I, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to address that chickens are the perfect pets. Like they're they're tiny dinosaurs that you can eat, and if you don't eat them, they give you eggs. Mm-hmm. Like and I, I, I when someone talks about dinosaurs, I imagine giant chickens with teeth. <laughs> like I imagine the T Rex walking like a dinosaur <laughs> like a chicken. Giant uh, giant feather animals. Let me do you know you're actually among uh, celebrities with your chicken handling. So uh, there's apparently a lot of chi- uh, celebrities that also have chicken coops. Did Ooh. you know that? No, no, no. I, I, I've heard about that it's become popular to have them as pets in the United yeah, States. Yeah, Julia Roberts have, has uh, chickens and uh, Kate Hudson and Oprah Winfrey. What? Lady Oprah Gaga. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> okay, Lady Gaga doesn't surprise me, really. Witherspoon. Reese, that's the name, right? So, yeah, so a lot of uh, a lot of celebrities, apparently only female celebrities have chickens, but uh, you're, you're, among, uh, you're among the famous... I mean, I, nice. I'm pretty sure nice, you can nice. actually be famous just from having chickens. I think it's your calling. That's to become the famous chicken exactly. guy. I think, like, uh, like <laughs> instead of chili claus, it's a chicken. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. People come in and pet my chickens. <laughs> That's what yeah, she and, said. And it's 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 actually funny because uh, while most animals they become uh, less aggressive and more friendly towards humans by being domesticated. Chickens are actually one of the only examples of an animal becoming more aggressive towards humans after being domesticated. Come on. That's not true, is it? It is. Wow. So, but it's not true for all chicken breeds. But some of them are significantly more aggressive towards humans than the uh, Gallus Gallus, the red jungle fowl. Huh. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Was that uh, your chicken facts? That, That was my chicken intro. Awesome. So I guess then we should uh, tell the listeners that they are listening to Dumbfounded. Maybe. And today's episode is about chickens. Yeah, for me, people. What is? Uh, could you just uh, briefly say what Dumbfounded is? So Dumbfounded is a science podcast about chickens. Yeah, that's exactly with, it. <laughs> uh, with me, Fleming from Tosinge, 
and I have chickens and uh, with uh, Mark That's me. from uh, Sweden yeah. and he doesn't have chickens no. and then we have uh, Robin from Eastern Denmark who doesn't have chickens either. No. So um, I guess unfortunately yeah, I guess Fleming is uh, the alpha male in this podcast now. Or the, or the rooster. The, ro- the rooster, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry if I'm being a bit cocky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we have an expert in the uh, room. Oh, come on. But that was an excellent... Could we, okay, could we get all of the chicken puns out right now? <laughs> yeah, we might as well crack, crack them oh. all now. Oh. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. <laughs> this hurts me physically. <laughs> Oh god, that's true. I I okay, so I found a review article about all the peer-reviewed scientific articles about chicken intelligence. All of them. Yeah, it's uh from 2017 and it's 21 pages long. Okay, because I was just about to suggest that all of them would be two articles. No, no, okay. So there mm. is a lot of filler in it. So there are many many sources that are not about chickens okay. and then maybe three lines about chickens in every section okay so we agree that chickens are so dumb that they would only have two articles specified to their intelligence right oh no 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 so th- this this is this is uh your your world is about to become a lot larger mark i just hate mm. chickens so much i i will i will change you i just i will show you that <laughs> hey hey from moana it's chicken hate propaganda from Disney. <laughs> the chicken aren't... <laughs> chicken propaganda from, from Disney. Chicken hate propaganda, okay. yeah. yeah. So chickens are actually a lot smarter than we thought. Mm, yeah, sure. Robin, what are and, you going to be talking then, about? <laughs> then, we are, then we learn from school. Now, I, I, just, uh, I will just give you some fun facts about brown eggs. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll be uh, I'll be telling you about chicken butts and why it's one of the most um, important scientific discoveries ever discovered. The chicken butt. Yeah, the chicken butt. Oh, something in the chicken butt at least. Who who discovered the chicken butt? Yeah, I'm gonna get to that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Let me have my <laughs> how, cliffhanger. How did he or she discover it? A finger, Robin. Okay. So. <clears throat> because we we have an uh, an expert co-hosting this episode, <laughs> Hen- hence I did not sick. go Come into details. Oh, God, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, therefore, um, I just dropped some uh, some uh, some things I didn't know before. I read uh, a review from a journal called Poultry Science. And uh, I just tell you why I didn't, what I did know, and what I learned, or maybe, maybe learn. So this uh, review is called um, "Eggshell Color in Brown Egg Lying Hens." A review. So <laughs> who who reads those articles besides <laughs> us? I mean, we do. I would like to know how many times it's been cited. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I can find out later. I so, sh- you, sh- you should find a way to cite that article in your master's thesis somehow. <laughs> that's actually that's that's a good. I I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. That's a challenge. Yeah, I a challenge. Right I'm now. gonna do that. What what do I get if I do it? Case uh, uh, you get a chicken. Yeah, I don't want a chicken. Concrete chicken. Concrete chicken. That's better. So, 
As I already knew that uh, the eggshell's main function is to keep the egg inside it. So it's like an egg container. But what I what I didn't know was that people talking eggshells actually divide it into three parts or three layers. So there, there's this uh, skin between the egg white and the shell. This looks like the product of the... You know when you separate your toilet paper sheets yeah. from one another? So it's a thin and white. That's called a shell membrane. And it uh, consists of a, um, protein with a lot of cysteine residues in it. And then they talk, um, and then they talk of the mineralized layer, the hard one. And then they talk about the outer layer, which is not mineralized. So that's the three layers, you know. But I did know that the eggshells consist mainly of calcite. But I didn't know that it also consists of a, a thin layer of hydroxyapatite. Oh, apatite, yeah. It's a, apparently it's some <laughs> phosphate mineral. Okay. Did you know <laughs> <No>. that? <laughs> so I have no further comments to that. But uh, would you like to add something here, Fleming? So Robin, you have to elaborate for me. Why, why are you telling us all of this? You. So. <clears throat> because it's interesting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm not. I just found the first review. I, could, I just picked the first review I could find. <laughs> and I didn't, <laughs> didn't really understand. But, but you, so why. You, you teased this earlier by saying you had the absolute best <laughs> review article ever. <laughs> <laughs> So so why why uh, why do the uh, in why why so why are they interested in uh, in uh, brown brown shell eggs or the brown color? So I quote <coughs> from the review: uh, brown brown eggshell color has been positively correlated with some shell charis- characteristics such as shell strength and hatchability. End of quote. And ability. Hatchability. Hatchability. Yeah. So really brown eggs, they just, they throw out chickens. They can't stay in. Yeah. They just, the chickens just, yeah. they emerge. They are on the outside, actually, of the eggs. <laughs> so they are actually bad shells. They actually, yeah. But they're but strong I mean, you can't, say they can't say that brown is bad. <laughs> it's not oh, and also because, I quote, consumer preference is shifting from quantity to quality with free-range eggs gaining popularity due to the per- perception that, is it, that it is a natural product production system, end of quote. So because uh, consumers like brown eggs more because they think it's... Uh, because they think they are natural if they're brown, they want to know how to... Um, why is the egg brown? What to do to get the eggs more brown? Uh, mm, okay. So what? Because they want eggs to be brown, they, they found um, they actually uh, measure the brownness in on eggs. Now this is interesting. And, uh, and they do they that, uh, the brownness that like hours, you yeah. do when you poop every single uh, well Sunday. <laughs> they, so they they okay. I know how they did this. Uh, how they put the eggs in cars. And then they saw how fast <laughs> cops pulled them over. <laughs> Can an egg turn black? No, but it can turn blue. What? Some uh, chickens actually yeah. lay black eggs. No. Did you? you? Gotta, uh, that's not true. But there are blue and green eggs too, and red mm. eggs. Mm. What? But but the the the, the pigment on the uh, on the eggshells it's also uh, called um, 
protoporphyrin 9. Oh. So, <clears throat> so for them, if you know little your biochemistry, um, it's um, it's a precursor to the to the hem group in hemoglobulin structure wise. Ah, okay, so they yeah. they look this, almost the same. So they can also catch some metal cations stuff, stuff like that. Okay, so it's from but the, it's, then, it's the the part before the red part of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so so then they uh, and I read in the review they they say they don't know where if if the cells um, where they get this um, this pigment from or if they if they get it from the from dead uh, blood cells and then they, or if they do it um, how do you say it? or if they have it their own pathway while they are uh, making the gel mm. the the can you do you understand yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's the that's the big question in uh, brown eggshell uh, uh, science. What do you call it? Science. Yeah. Brown eggshell science. At the edge of brown eggshell science. <laughs> yeah. So they don't know. <laughs> that's where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I do. I'm kind of interested. Okay, so I've seen recently some videos on egg yolks, actually, and why? Uh, because I can. <laughs> why don't you? <laughs> You probably do. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, Why? so uh, the color of the egg yolk is very related or very dependent on the diet of the chicken. So pe- mm. a lot of people has, have this idea that orange egg yolks are a sign of a better diet or a more natural diet for the chicken. But that's not necessarily true. So you can make an orange egg yolk by just feeding the um, the chickens a lot of corn. That would make mm. the uh, egg yolk more orange than yellow. And if you feed them... There's actually a guy that has made a red egg yolk by feeding them red peppers. Ooh. The chickens, isn't that interesting? The way the way, so they look at this the brown eggs, and if they are getting paler, lesser brown, yeah. it's it could indicate that they are stressed or or if they are sick, mm. and that's also why they have these um, hand uh, uh, spectrophotometers where they are shooting uh, and uh, looking. Looking for the brownness on the eggs to see how healthy they are. Okay, ah. mm. okay so they mm. see how healthy the chickens are by looking at the brownness of the uh, eggs. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if, if, if it changed. Yeah, if it, if it changed, changes, yeah. 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 You yeah. said that they speculate that the brownness actually might come from dead red blood cells. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Does that mean that if you have a chicken that for some reason starts to lay really brown eggs or black eggs, that must have an internal mm. bleeding somewhere? <laughs> but that is yeah if if that's the case if it's from the oh i will oh. kick one of my chickens <laughs> <laughs> that's a dumbfounded certified experiment <laughs> but it, but i also said uh, um apart from um, that you can see the egg has these quality functions like as i told you uh, they can also say that uh, they, they also know that uh, when light uh, sunlight hits uh, the brown pigment it also have a, a bactericidal activity, so it kill uh, uh, gram-positive bacteria. But only uh, if the sun hits it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. But isn't that the sun doing it then? <laughs> yeah, but it, but it doesn't happen on white eggs. No, Fleming, because they tried no. to remove the sun and then they didn't die, so it must be the sun and the uh, egg. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. No, it, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Robin, what's a, let, let's just back up a bit. Let's just let's try to collect all of the facts. So now we know that chicken eggs 
can uh, are brown or white, and people would like them to be brown. And uh. we know that the the brown eggs or both all eggs consist of three layers, and the people have been testing these eggs for their brownness. Is yeah. that right? Okay. Yeah, but they don't know exactly where the brownness comes okay, from. Okay, okay. What's the next? And what's, two... what's the next? Uh, what are their perspectives then? They must have some. I don't think this perspectives. I think this uh, researcher just said it started with uh, uh, chick, um, studying uh, eggshell colors is very common among birds, you know. But <laughs> mm-hmm. but fortunate they're not, but not <laughs> as common to, uh, among uh, domesticated. Uh, um, chickens so that's why they're just explaining that the small they don't know where the where the color comes from that's so biologist to me determining the color of birds eggs are very common in research Mm. yeah for idiots (laughs) mark this egg is yellow this one is red you're the one in a relationship with a biologist yeah and I'm telling you they're fucking crazy has yeah. she decided the color of your eggs? <laughs> 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 and with that, your eggs are green. <laughs> Wait, what? They actually <laughs> have antimicrobial abilities. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> nah. No STDs. So I'll be telling you how chicken butts gave one of the largest contributions to modern immunology. All right, now. This is going to be me doing a storytelling, so I just interject if you have anything, and otherwise just let me tell my story that I've written down. I will yeah. officially shut up. That is very good. Yeah. Immunology, yeah. if you are unfamiliar, is the study of our body's immune system. What happens when we are attacked by foreign mic- microscopic terrorists fixated on inhabiting our bodies, no matter the cost? That's what the immunologists try to figure out. In the 1950s, children that were dying left and right by this rare hereditary disease that was uh, that is known as Wiscott Aldrich syndrome, and a patient who has this uh, who have this disease have a very hard time fighting off other diseases like infections, um, while they themselves very often develop autoimmune diseases or cancer. Uh, Wiscott Aldrich syndrome was a mystery to pediatricians and doctors alike. They had no idea why these children died from minor infections. Uh, minor infections back at that time was herpes, for example, or something like that. And that's where our protagonist comes in. So today's today's protagonist is called Bruce Glick. Bruce Glick was never an immunologist, nor did he ever want to be. Glick was simply a graduate student at Ohio State University, and he really, really, really liked chickens. Just like you, Fleming. <laughs> he's actually... That's hope for me. Yeah, he's actually you. I think uh, maybe... And I don't want you. to be an immunologist either. Exactly. My God. Yeah. So, okay. So, Glick really liked chickens. He wanted to know as much about them as possible. Uh, but, I mean, actually, what he w- really wanted to learn about was this curious organ that is located right in the butt of a chicken. It's called the bursa of Fabricius. What? Yeah, it's a it's a, I guess an organ in the butt. Yeah, and I have this picture of a chicken here um, with its uh, digestive tract system, where they've uh, put a red dot right in the butt, and that's where the bursa of Fabricius is. A red dot a red right dot. in the butt. Yeah, so it's like uh, think of uh, the male prostate uh, in in humans, <laughs> basically the same position but in chickens. Does that make sense? 
how how okay so how did this guy just like get interested in this <laughs> okay so how, now how did you think okay, okay, that okay, okay, i'm okay, going okay. to study this red dot inside the butt of this chicken now it's not a red dot that's just on my drawing but it's this is my calling it's a it's it's um it's an organ that's only present in birds and not in very many, a lot of other animals so I understand why people are, were interested in it. And then Glick just wanted to figure out what this organ was and what it did and why it's in these chickens. So many, this Gallus Gallus, the chicken, right? It has many weird organs. You know about uh, Fleming Watson course in English. Oh, uh, it's the rock bag. Yeah, I'll just figure out what it's called so I can tell people. It's like a big organ inside the chickens they use to crush things they eat. It's basically full ah, of it's the gizzards. rocks. Yeah. The gizzards, yeah. Some people actually eat that. That is fucking weird. <laughs> there's there's yeah. that rocks in there, right? Yeah, it's it's full of very small pebbles. So, ju- you see, chickens have fucking weird organs, and this bursar is no exception. Now, um, Glick demonstrated that the bursa of Fabricius, it grows most rapidly during the first three weeks of after hatching of the chicken. And he thought that if he was going to be able to study the organ, he would have to remove it within these first three weeks. And that's a very common thought to have in biology, that you remove it before it starts to have any effect, right? So you can see what was mm. the actual effect after uh, if it would have been there. Oh, my God. F- it's like a knocker mutant in the exactly yeah yeah so he just he cuts out an organ and then he sees what happens to the, the birds that don't have the organ compared to the ones that do have the organ so he that he sucks. did that I- bit uh doing his uh, graduate studies and then a few years later another student called timothy chang he needed some birds to produce some antibodies uh antibodies i guess everybody knows what antibodies are it's these proteins that we develop when we are sick to help fight off infections and the mm-hmm. only birds that were around were those of click so Chang, he injected... The ones that did not have the butt organ. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chang, he injected these birds with uh, salmonella to demonstrate to some other students that the birds would fight off the infection and produce these uh, antibodies, these markers against the bacterium. But mm-hmm. uh. to Chang's disgrace, that did not happen. So many of the birds died, and of those that didn't die, only very few produced antibodies. So Chang, he went back to Click, furiously exclaiming that Click had ruined his demonstration. And then Click <laughs> remembered what you said, Fleming. He remembered that almost the entire batch of birds had actually had their bursa of abyssus removed. Oh my god. And those few who hadn't had it removed were the ones that had produced antibodies. No way. Yeah. Ah. So no way. Click, he put two and two together and immediately tested whether his hypothesis was true or not. And damn it, he was uh, he was correct. So the birth of Fabricius no. is actually the cause of antibodies in young chickens. That immune system is inside their butt. Yep. <laughs> but yep. That's, I'm, I, that's this is what I'm telling you guys. This is the best animal in the world. <laughs> it's it's been this, it's like some animals are the product of evolution, but this one comes directly from the hands of God. But <laughs> there's I, no I, doubt in my mind. I googled red dot in chicken butt click and I can't find uh, anything. Bursa of Fabricius, Robin. How hard can it be? Bursa of Fabricius. Bursa of Fabricius. I'll send you the image. It's uh, because you're thinking of a red dot. That's just because that's how my image look, looks. But I think what my image it's, look, look, it's, looks like. If you want to study chickens by removing organs from it, you're going to have a bad time because like 
it, there was once this chicken who lived without a head for like 18 months or something. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think the head is essential. <laughs> I mean, maybe it isn't, Fleming. It might not be. Yeah, that's right? true. That's what they're thinking out, right? Ah. The head is actually not essential. Yeah. Mike the headless chickens. Oh, I've seen that. I've chicken. seen that. That's disgusting. That's why they, they, feed, it for th- 18 they months. feed it through its neck, right? Ugh, yeah. That's disgusting. Jesus. My God. Okay. What, 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 what? Glick figured out that the bursa of Herbaceous was the cause of antibodies in chickens. And Glick, he tried to have this discovery published in uh, the journal Science, the very popular journal Science, but he was rejected. And he, wasn't be- he was rejected because he wasn't able to explain the mechanism of how the bursa of Herbaceous produces antibodies. Oh my god. That's so uh, this guy, Glick, he's not a gambling man. He just wanted his manuscript to be published. So he took it to a journal he was sure would publish his work. Can you guess which? <laughs> oh, science. yeah. That's right. No yeah. journal of Is poetry science. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. Shout out to poetry science. And that was in the 1950s, guys. This poetry science is old. That's insane. Then please, in the... we need a sponsor so yeah. bad. And uh, so he published it in Poetry Science, and then nothing happened for years. No. Nothing happened. Just sat there collecting dust. But. That's sad. Do you remember the uh, syndrome I talked about before with Scott Aldrich? Well, mm-hmm. um, a few years after Chang and Glick's discovery, there was a doctor called Max Cooper who was pulling his hair out. He was trying to determine why children were dying of simple infections when they had the with Scott Aldrich mm. syndrome. And little did he know, the answer had actually already been given by our hen enthusiasts. No way. Now, this was in the 1950s, right? Or in the 60s. So um, we didn't know as much about the immune system. That's the entire point of my, my story here. So Cooper, he understood that a certain, at a certain type of white blood cells, known as lymphocytes, could co- become plasma cells, and plasma cells made antibodies. That what, that's what he knew. And antibodies are the virus mm-hmm. fighters. And mm-hmm. Wiscott Aldrich patients had plenty of plasma cells, but somehow the immune system were failing to manufacture the final product. Um, so Cooper, he in 19, oh, Cooper, he had been struggling to prove a discovery made in 1961. He, this discovery said that lymphocytes came from the thymus. That's an organ that, that a lot of animals have. We have it. It's in our chest. Um, mm. So he tried to remove the thymus from rabbits to prove that lymphocytes came from the thymus and nothing really happened when he did this there was no real change the rabbits still produced lymphocytes and you know there was no difference actually and then hmm. through a lot of what's it called medical uh, telephone game almost he, he got his hands on Glick and Chang's paper and then he found the solution so Glick's chicken experiment suggested uh, a twofold resolution to this you have to remove the organs early because the young animals' immune systems are still in development. And then you have to consider that the immune system might depend on two organs and not just one, because chickens have thymuses as well as bursas. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So when you remove the bursa from the chicken, they still have lymphocytes, and that might have been what's happening in rabbits, because when you remove the thymus from the rabbit, they also still have lymphocytes. So... so so the rabbits uh, have a bursa too. Maybe not a bursa, but at least another no, organ. No, but something yeah, exactly. else. Oh, so, yeah. Did someone look in that box? Uh, I think so. I think that's the first thing he did. And the next thing he did, 
thing he then did was to uh, to remove the bursar from some chickens and then some thymuses from other chickens. And then he saw that the immune system was affected in its ability to produce antibodies, but in different ways mm. in the different chickens. So mm. he proposed that the two organs produce two different types of immune cells, and that's where we are today. Oh. So the cells, the ah. lymphocytes, are today known as T-cells, that's for thymus, and B-cells for bursa, and not bone marrow. But in the human body, these cells mature exactly from there. So T-cells from the thymus and B-cells from our bone marrow, actually. So oh. B-cells are the antibody-producing cells, at least the plasma cells from the B-cells are. So these are the cells that yeah. makes markers for bacteria and viruses alike to help fight uh, the immune system or help the, not fight the immune system, help the first response of the uh. immune system kill off threats before they become a problem. And T cells oh. become helper cells that activate B cells or memory cells, or they become killer T cells that kill off our own cells when we are sick or if the, uh, our own cells are sick. So this wasn't um, known I- before. The chicken butts were actually the first discovery that led us or the, the discovery that led us to figure out that T cells and B cells are two different types of cells that's pretty cool I think uh, because they didn't find any births in uh, in the human body they just found something else starting with I B think so, yeah, in the ESO. Yeah. and they couldn't rename the <laughs> prostate to the prostate yeah no, even though no. it's in the same place but, ah the butt the of course thing. Fleming. these yeah, are butt yeah. cells that, yeah, butt cells, <laughs> chicken butt cells. Yeah, so uh, I just I was just thinking but, this is probably the most sciencey episode we've done in a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> There's a lot of hardcore science in this chicken. Episode. Uh, is it hardcore? I I, I really like that uh, that story. I don't man. think it's hardcore. I, yeah. I, I think... will tell I I will tell that story the next party. I'm, That's I'm good. At. I I can give you the manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the, this this discovery it, it led us to, to uh, you know, it led the immunologists to to be able to figure out the interplay between B and T cells. That's very important. We need to figure out how these cells behave together and play together. And mm. uh, once they figured that out, they were able to hack our immune system. And now gene therapies have increased the life expectancy of Wiscott Aldrich syndrome patients by a factor of five, while some patients mm. have actually been cured completely because they've had bone marrow transplants from chicken pox. exactly <laughs> da, da, da. so i think that we should salute bruce glick and timothy chang along with the butts of their feathered friends for helping us understand how our <laughs> immune system works saving millions of lives thank you chicken butts and actually i found um <laughs> i found an article just a popular science article that said that the uh, Glick's finding had won, won him the Golden Goose Award. And the Golden Goose is uh, celebrating unexpected eureka moments in basic research. So that's, you know... So yeah, it's basically like the Ig Nobel Prize, except it's not for st- stupid science. It's for like, you didn't deserve this. You were just lucky science. No, more like... I mean, no, because he put two or two together, right? But it's it's more like he was... It's like when Alexander Fleming figured out that uh, penicillin was a big discovery. You have to find from your errors. You have to find the the important results, and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. But the problem was that when he then you know published it in Poultry Science, it just collected dust for years and years. So mm-hmm. he they, they actually had already figured out how B cells and T cells are produced, but 
nobody knew because it was you know published in poultry science yeah uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool it's a hidden gem in poultry yeah science. And, and some uh, i wonder some i wonder how much science breaking science there is in poultry science right now that we don't know about. i've been looking over it and i think that's, at least 90 <laughs> percent is not breakthrough science that's where we're coming <laughs> Fleming. yeah yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll find the next yeah. gem yeah yeah we're just not <laughs> science is not ready for poultry no it isn't it isn't science actually some scientists have called uh, Glick's findings Nobel worthy Damn. Uh-huh. that's really impressive he hasn't had gotten the Nobel prize though but he got the golden goose award it's my turn now it's my it's my time in the chicken spotlight this ah. is this is what I've been preparing. This for is what the Game of Thrones fin- finale should have been. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So it's... initially, I wanted to talk about chicken hypnosis. I I thought I had the perfect paper. Yeah. It's 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 basically there's this viral video on Facebook going around right now, and I've been people have been sending me this video a lot. Because I'm the chicken guy. You are the chicken guy. And it's it's someone holding a chicken uh, on some sand. And then another guy drawing a line in front of it from its beak going away from it. And this act of drawing the line paralyzes the chicken completely. Yeah, it falls asleep basically, and, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of uh, hypnosis. Yeah. It's called chicken hypnosis, and this state can last from 18 seconds to 30 minutes. And as far as I know, no one really knows why they do it, but they know it's a thing. And the first ever study on this what actually goes back to the 1600s. What? And there was a yeah, there was a but there was a and it's with illustrations and everything. It's really cool. That's a like a old ink drawing of a chicken with a line in front of it. If you Google it, and then there was a paper published in the nineteen in nineteen seventy, also talking about it, it and documenting the phenomenon. But I don't think they ever concluded why it happens. They just state it's it it's a thing, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, we we miscommunicated because you had also picked that article, yeah. Mark. And then we both were like, oh, he's taking it. I'll take something yeah. else. So I, I dropped the article and I started preparing on something else. But then I thought, okay, maybe I can supplement Mark when he's presenting this paper. So I have a lot of facts about uh, this kind of okay, thing. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so the thing is, it's called tonic immobility. And it's basically playing dead as a mechanism of defense. It's also called thanatosis. What? Shout out to Endgame, end yeah. It comes from the Greek noun thanatos, yeah. putting to death. Is that a, is that a noun? I thanatos, or tha, yeah, thanatos is the god of death. Thanatos huh. means putting to death in Greek. Ah, okay, I didn't know that. And I think that's where Thanos comes from, like from uh, Avengers. But thanatosis, or this tonic immobility, is a mechan- mechanism employed both by predators and by prey. And it's thought that uh, chickens show this mechanism of thanatosis when this line is drawn in front of them. Mm. And the same thing can be seen in a lot of other animals. So, for example, sharks, they undergo tonic immobility when you stroke them on a very specific place on their nose. 
Is that why you, you say that you have yeah, to punch them in the nose? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Exactly. If you place your hands lightly on the on the side of the snout, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the shark uh, goes into the state of phenotosis. You have to have fucking big ass balls like of steel to be in a shark attack and then just stroke it lightly on the snout. Yeah, lightly. Lightly. Yeah. It's like people who can't get their seatbelt off when they're panicking <laughs> in the car. <laughs> they're just punching the shark. No, no, lightly, lightly. <laughs> but, uh, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But the creepy thing is that, that uh, a lot of studies indicate that animals in the state are not actually unconscious. So that uh. it's actually a very stressful state. So this, including the sharks, it seems that the sharks are very stressed while being in this state. So even though their bodies are completely relaxed, it's more like they're paralyzed, uh. but still yeah, conscious. Sounds like sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. been compared to sleep paralysis also. Yeah, okay, mm. do you want to know something That's, cool? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, because we were talking about Thanatos and Thanatosis and stuff. So Thanatos is the god of death in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. He is the son of Nyx and the twin brother of Hypnos. So Thanatos is the twin bro- brother uh, of Hypnos, the god of sleep. Oh. Wow, that, that kind of pairs together, right? Putting to death. So you're when you're sleeping, Mark, I think you're more in Thanatosis. <laughs> <laughs> you're more dead than your Hypno. Yeah, that might be true. Might be true. I no. think it's. I think no. they're related so, a lot. And you, I think you're always on the verge of dying when you're sleeping. <laughs> I've never seen anyone closer to death. That means so much to me. Than you sleeping. You can't. You can't yeah. possibly think that I'm close to death. I. I. I'm so loud. That's true. Uh, I make so much noise. Dying people, dying people, they make a lot of noise, Mark. Yeah, they fart. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually, there's also a thing called trout tickling, which is the act of rubbing the underbelly of a trout with your fingers, and this induces thanatosis in the trout, and it gets so paralyzed that you actually just can pick it up from the is water. what? Yeah. And spiders, male spiders... You you know uh, when spi- some spiders mate, yeah. the female will eat the yeah. male. But some spiders they employ thanatosis during intercourse, so the female spider will believe that uh, the male spider has died during the intercourse and therefore will not eat him. That's a perfect strategy. Uh, so they use it to survive. That's what I do. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that was. That was was it great for you too, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I've had the ambulance call on me Spider-Man. multiple times during intercourse. No. During intercourse. <laughs> I call it the turtle. It's my favorite position. <laughs> and uh, and while this is a perfect sake because uh, it's actually thanatosis might be uh, uh, present in humans too. Okay. Doing rape. Yeah, some people... Yeah, like who, a punch who, on the cheek. No, it's uh, actually it's not funny, but it's uh, during rape. Some yeah, that's not funny. People uh, experience immobility, and and that's uh, maybe the only evidence of thanatosis. In that's humans. not funny. Let's change but the is subject. That, is, okay, is that yeah, so sleepers. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. That's uh, I just had a fish. bad joke. Yeah. Not about rape. And this Robin. tropical fish is actually not. Uh, so normally, it's the prey that uses thanatosis to not be mm-hmm. eaten. 
because most predators will not eat a dead animal because dead animals are often uh, full of pathogens and mm-hmm. stuff. That just make it makes no sense because you you will kill it. No, but it's, it, yeah, there's but there's will... not a lot of animals who are who don't eat uh, cadavers, right? Yeah, I but think that it's only sense. a few scavengers. But if it if it dies right in front of you, you're like, huh? Yeah, but animals are stupid. Animals are stupid. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's a sick per- that, like something that dies when you scare it. That's a sick thing. You don't want to eat that. Hmm. I'm thinking are so the uh, defainting sleep- goats. Is that also thanatosis? I think so. Oh. It would make sense, yeah, right? And and uh, sleeper cichlids, they are actually predators who undergo thanatosis. So they will be in this inducible state of apparent death where they actually change color so they look like they're rotten. And they will lie on the bottom of the, the lake. And then when scavenger fish come to eat it, it will wake up and eat them. So, that is so, <clears throat> so we don't... So thanatosis has been developed because we don't eat dead animals. Yeah, most predators uh, don't. Uh, I don't understand why some predators do, though. I understand the one you just talked about, the one that uh, you know eats the prey that come or the scavengers that come too close. But sharks, yeah, I don't yeah. get that. No, I think maybe it's because they use their nose as a sensory organ, so it's very sensitive, right? So maybe it's it's not induced as a mechanism of defense, but maybe it's more like epilepsy or something. <laughs> Or yeah. I, I don't know. That's just my thoughts yeah, on it. Okay, so I I read this review article about chickens too. So this is uh, this is what I did instead, uh, and it's about chickens. How intelligent chickens actually are, and it's called Thinking Chickens: A Review of Cognition, Emotion, and Behavior in the Domestic Chicken. And it's a review paper from 2017, no 2016, sorry. And it's it's basically a walkthrough of all the chicken literature stating intelligence and emotions in chickens. And those are two papers. And it's And hmm? those are two papers. It's one paper. What? Okay, that's one paper about chicken intelligence. Yes. Thank you. A oh. review of cognition and no, 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 emotion. No, 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 no. You're mis- you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. The review mm-hmm. is reviewing two papers because there's only two papers oh, ever made oh. no, 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 about no, no. chickens intelligence. Do we want to know how many uh citations they have they have oh damn it's not numbered (laughs) damn it poultry science it's four pages of references what it's it's, yeah but most of it is not about chickens so most of these papers they cite to are in chimpanzees and pigeons and everything else than chickens where where have you found the, the 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 review it's from animal cognition Damn, that, uh, not poultry science. Fleming, nope. you're kind of I'm disappointing s- us. We uh, both did poultry science and you're just... You're... I did no. not. What? It, I, th- I thought yeah. we were going to go for the sponsorship. I, uh, please, poultry science, if you listen, call yeah, us. Please. <laughs> if you ever we'll listen. Robin. <laughs> we'll do anything. Okay, so uh, this whole thing for me started with uh, by reading an article on the BBC which I later found out basically is a ripoff of this review. So everything they state uh, on that popular article is from this one, but they didn't cite it. Mm, that's and very what typical. They said, 
Yeah, that's very, very typical. Uh, but basically, it starts out by stating that Rosa Rugina from the University of Padua, Italy, uh, had her students um, study chickens. So first off, they were given like this questionnaire about how intelligent they thought chickens were. If chickens were able to feel stress and other kind of emotions, and if they as a what 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 did they expect chickens to be able to? And they scored the chickens very yeah. low. And then they were handed these uh, newly hatched chicks and they trained them. The students were sent to train them. And then afterwards, they had to fill out the questionnaire again. And uh, they all were very surprised by how intelligent the chickens actually were and how trainable they were. Which leads to this article itself, which is basically a review of how intelligent chickens are in fact. So... Uh, while it states while the, the idea of chicken psychology is strange to most people a recent study showed that when college students were given the opportunity to learn about and personally train chickens using positive reinforcements their attitude shifted to a more informed and positive direction <laughs> informed um, direction fuck you <laughs> fun, fun, is it funded by the meet this murder community let me <laughs> would you eat your mom no you wouldn't <laughs> don't eat chickens where's the line so, so, so first of all chicken sensory abilities so not only do chickens have the ability to sense touch on their skin Wait, what is are there animals who can sense touch I don't know apparently it's special enough to be mentioned fuck they also have very sensitive beaks, which they use to pick things. These guys are <laughs> what? fucking geniuses. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Are these guys Nobel Prize winners? No, I don't I'm think so. I'm telling you, they but are go- fucking genius. They're golden goose. I could not have done it better myself. The, they state that chickens might possess the ability to orient, orient themselves to the magnetic field of the Earth. Oh. So they have mag- might have magneto sensation. Yeah. Might. Yeah. Might, yeah. yeah. Uh, visual cognition and spatial orientation. So they actually have the ability to, uh, if part of an object if is obscured, they can recognize, like they can Im- imagine the rest of the part. How do, they, how do you think they found out about this? How, do you, how would you do a scientific study to see if a chicken is able to predict the shape the rest of the shape how do you figure out if they actually think, predict something because yeah, so, you show a show one chicken with the bikini on it what no i'm <laughs> thinking, they, I'm have thinking to... they had uh, a banana right and then one half was they the chickens were able to see and the other half it wasn't and then they had one where it was a banana that they couldn't see also all right so they had a screen right so the one half mm-hmm. was, was visible and the other wasn't and then at another test, they had one half, the visible half, that was a banana, and then the invisible part, I don't know, was a cucumber. Oh, so, so how they react? Like, oh! <laughs> it was, it was, oh, yeah. Actually, that might not be a banana. It was a banana, yeah. It was a cucumber. And then they measured the color of the egg, <laughs> and if it was brown, they were not surprised, and if it was white, they were very shocked. See, oh, Oh, yeah, because we can see how stressed they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. We so have what... 
paltry science, here we come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they actually do in almost all of these studies is imprinting objects onto chicken babies. So if if chicken babies grow up next to some specific objects, they will form a bond to that it. That cannot they will be, be imprinted ethical. towards it. And what they do is they let the chickens grow up with these triangle shapes, red chi- triangle shapes. And then later they will introduce them to this triangle shape next to another shape, but the triangle shape will be partly covered by something like in sand or something. And the chickens will then still prefer the partly obscured triangle shape because they will be able to, therefore, they conclude they must be able to imagine the rest of the shape. And then they remove the triangle shape and then they had no mother. (laughs) (laughs) And the chickens lived in agony for the rest of their lives, which was was not too long. Before Mark, he left home. (laughs) Yeah. Someone removed the triangle from him and he was like, fuck. Guess I'll go to university. <laughs> <laughs> what else should I do? My mom wasn't there anymore, apparently. My yeah, triangle mom. I just create my own triangle. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually, they state here that chickens also have numerical abilities so they can understand numbers and even do some math. Okay, okay, okay. But that's not, that's not really cool anymore because I've seen that plants are able to count. Yeah, really? I've seen the uh, Venus flytrap is actually able to count because it needs to have multiple brushes on um, on a hair thing in its mouth before it closes, mm-hmm. and it uses electrical yeah. signals to uh, to count. So if there's cool. only if it, if you only brush the hair once within twenty seconds, it doesn't close. Yeah. But if you do it twice within twenty seconds, then it closes. Oh. So plants can That's also count. Cool. So I don't. I don't. Yeah. Not cool but enough, how chickens. Think, how do you think you test if a chicken can count? <laughs> so f- first, first they imprinted. Like they took these, um, you know, the yellow balls that the toys are inside in Kinder yeah. Eggs. In Kinder- and they yeah. imprinted some baby chickens with these. And then they divided, like they imprinted the chicks on five of these. And then they divided them into two groups. One with three of the objects and one with two. And the baby chickens would more often prefer the one with three of the objects than the one with two. And then afterwards, they also did an experiment where they hit them behind some screens. And then they showed the baby chicks that they moved, moved them one by one. And the baby chicks were able to choose the screen that in the end had the most of them behind it but only if they moved them one by one. So the chickens had the ability to count the moving Kinder Egg toy capsules. These experiments, man. Wow. I'm, ju- I'm flummoxed. I, ju- I'm just, I, I don't know what to say. They also proved that chickens were able to uh, sense time. So they got the, like, they could choose between basically getting a little food after six seconds and then a lot of food after, like, 15 seconds. And they would also, they would more often choose the long delay to get more food. And these are small Mm -hmm. baby chicks they're testing. So so the last one was with adult hens. But all the imprinting studies are with baby chicks. I mean, they're smarter than we are at that age. Yeah, that's actually, <laughs> they say that uh, uh, in some of the other studies, like 
babies, human children first get the ability to infer. Um, what's it? What's it called? Um, like if object A is larger than object B. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's see. If item B is larger than item C and item C is larger than item D, then item B must be larger than item D. Does that make yeah. sense? So it's logical in, in uh, reasoning. Chickens are able to do this by birth. They argue, but children, human children, learn this at the age of seven. Seven, but yeah, no, but that the humans right. can be seven months, seventy be. years old. I can't believe it's seven yeah, but, years. But, but they argue, they argue that chickens are able to do this. This because if a rooster, if rooster. Uh, B defeats rooster C and rooster C defeats rooster D then rooster D will be defeated by rooster B how would the chickens know I don't know but apparently they do do they just so do they do they actually do they bet on chick on rooster fights I don't get it no I just I just I just think they the chickens have a natural ability to sense hierarchy really I don't think it's about logic no I think these small chicks they actually have some sort of uh, bookkeeping going on. So they have odds on the different roosters. Who's who's gonna be the leader? Mm. Yeah, and uh, but rooster B doesn't have too high odds. Uh, I mean, that's a good thing. Rooster D is, has has the highest odds. I think that's how they figured it out. But are they betting grains? Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, maybe feathers. <laughs> I don't know. Pecks. Maybe maybe females. No, that's that's maybe, the, that's the uh, meaning. Worms. Worms. Yeah, might be. Worms. Definitely. Worms. Worms. worms okay. It's, it, and this review it just goes on and on and on and it's really weird because it's it's very clear it has an agenda it like they really want to push how intelligent chickens are and mm. and it's it's uh, some of the effects are pretty interesting and a lot of them are just like i don't know i'm not i'm not convinced but do you think that uh, do you think poultry science have uh, rejected it <laughs> I, I think they would have loved this. Actually. I think so. Well. Who couldn't love but, that? Uh, huh? They say they say actually. So some of the more interesting facts: they are chickens. They have twenty-four distinct vocalizations to communicate with. So the chicken dictionary is uh, twenty-four clocks <laughs> long. Have you learned them all, Fleming? The, that's like our that's, alphabet. I think I know three or four or okay. something. And then they talk about the alarm calls and food calls we've talked about earlier, yeah. like saying that chickens must have empathy because they are able to communicate. What? How? What? Yeah. That's a weird inference. And then they talk about males. Uh, they do this food dance in silence if they know there is a dominant rooster nearby. And they say this is uh, evidence for perspective taking and social manipulation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because they know to shut up while the dominant rooster is I, I think you're right. I think these guys might actually have this belief that chickens are extremely smart and that they just want to prove it. Mm. Yeah. Fleming, ha- it, 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 are you convinced? I you're think convinced, it's a right? bit far-fetched yeah. to, to use chimpanzee. They, you, like, they go through all these points and they try to speculate that chickens are able to do each of these things. But... They all they use two thirds of the space talking about chimpanzees and humans and other birds, and then they use five lines in the end of, on a chicken study that might show this nah, every time. Nah, nah. 
Okay, so yeah. I still think the chickens are the stupidest bird in the world. I think they are very intelligent, Mark. But you've just said you don't. <laughs> I'm saying it's a bad paper. <laughs> you, so you want to make your own paper where you prove the chickens are intelligent. Yeah, I want to prove that they have uh, very high intelligence. Okay, I actu- They're all Mensa material. <laughs> I actually have a real opinion on this because I think all of the things that they have shown now are cognitive abilities that most animals have. I mean, you have to be down to levels where the brain hasn't even developed yet for animals to not have yeah. these abilities. A lot of it could be could be uh, attested to hierarchies, right? And hierarchies are very primitive. Yeah. Like, they exist in lobsters, yeah. too. Mm. Ask John and Peter something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't really think that but, these uh, factors or variables are measures of intelligence in animals, if you ask me. Yeah, because you have to be kind of smart to be an animal. I mean, there's so many ways to exactly, die. Exactly, yeah. So you have to you have, have to avoid uh, some yeah, baseline, yeah. right? And I think this is yeah. maybe just the baseline, maybe a bit above, right? But yeah. not, not much more. <laughs> you hurt his feelings, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> he can come as a cow Come on, Fleming. <laughs> I think this is the baseline. <laughs> I think, I, okay, so I think, okay. To be... Chicken should be a reference point in uh, intelligence. <laughs> Yeah, it's lower. It's lower than the jellyfish. It's it, it's like it's like the 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 Kelvin for intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, so I I I might actually agree with you. To be fairly Thank honest, you. I think chickens are very stupid Thank too. You. But I do believe that they should not be uh, kept in uh, the way they are in, in conventional farming. I think that's too inhumane uh, could, could you say that about chickens i guess maybe in poultryable <laughs> in poultryable yeah. i think i think the agenda of this article which it actually states in in the beginning is that uh, people tend to uh, justify chickens are kept on a hor- horrible conditions because they think chickens are very stupid and i think they are in fact very stupid but i don't think it justifies keeping them uh, the way some farmers. I do. agree. Then we need other f- justification yeah. for that. I mean, but then I think it it was rejected from poultry science as uh, poultry science had been focused on domestic <laughs> industrialized yeah, chicken. That might be right. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think we should start but, rating intelligence in chickens. In units of chickens, mm. so humans are I don't mm. know a hundred chickens. So let's just say that's the baseline. How many chickens is uh, mm. is Robin? Thirty. Uh, Come on, <laughs> I think. Oh, so it should either <laughs> be chickens or sheep because sheep are fucking dumb. I think sheep might actually be more dumb than I'm, chickens. I'm 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 inclined to agree. I mean I I mean you know animals that are defeat uh, herbivores that are defeated. By their prey, those are some stupid animals. What? What are you saying? I, I'm, I'm like, saying is, that sheep, she, yeah, <laughs> or shrubs. <laughs> yeah, sheep have been uh, shown uh, multiple times to fall into shrubbery that they eat and then die. That's pretty. That's dumb. fucking dumb. Yeah. Mm. So um, I've seen uh, my my mom. She has uh, sheep. And we uh, we let them out on the grass for the first time, the new lambs, uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
And it was so funny to see that the the sheep mothers they recognized their young by the smell. Yeah. And they all go got so confused and pissed at the same time that they just started uh, ramming into all the young sheep. What? And then sl- smelling them afterwards. What? Are you, are you serious? To see if if it was the wrong or right one. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is also and then quite afterwards, dumb. Afterwards. When they, uh, when they, uh, you know, calmed down and they found their mothers and and they got like uh, less rowdy, all the young sheep proceeded by going to the electrical fence and licking it, <laughs> <laughs> proving my point. <laughs> Fucking hell! And, and it was like they were all standing next to each other. <laughs> And and they saw each other getting shocked and running away, and they but they all had to do it to believe it. <laughs> I think I think we should stop now. I can't I can't take it anymore. Animals nah. are stupid, and uh, that's that's just it. Except from chickens, who are even worse. Who remember remember might... to be a chicken. So uh, thank you so much for listening to our special episode. This is. This is a very special episode, not just for Fleming, but also for me and Robin. I think chickens mm. has been the the sole purpose of our podcast for the an entire year now. So thank you so much for listening. I think um, yeah. you should tell your friends about this, specifically this episode. We need as many people as possible to know about chickens. And chicken butt immune system. Exactly, and chicken intelligence and chicken eggs. You need to tell people about this. So... Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Get someone. Uh, uh, what's it called? Prek. Uh, poke oh. somebody on the shoulder and then have them listen to it. Peck. 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 So yeah. Peck. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's next week's theme? Do we know that? I space. <laughs> no. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Literature. Do we have a theme. And we need. We need. Anti-vaxxers and flat earth. Yeah. Those are okay. now to do. Don't list. you want to do that when I'm back first? Yeah. Maybe you could uh, write us, let us know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What kind of, what, what themes would you like yeah. to hear about? Give us a suggestion. On SpickPod. Yeah. And also keep sending in uh, scientific literature on either our Gmail or via Facebook or whatever. We really appreciate it. It's so, so great. And um, I guess that's about it. So thank you so much for listening to our chicken episode. And... Be stupid. Sense. Still about metaphor. Yeah, du så rätt när jag från spektrarätt. Vad tista gör dig och vetenskapen min respekt och kablar upp armarna på min blå t-shirt. Och ge dig vetenskapen som du aldrig någonsin hör uh. Vi har oss och kaffe Koppa Fuck design Och det är koppa som markdesignat själv Gör nu dig en tjänst Se till att köpa en Och glöm nu inte att berätta mer om oss För ju fler som lyssnar Det är bättre förstås Din bror till vetenskap mm-hmm. Sve-
I know Chinese. Ching chong, hang on, 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 hang